Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Hey, Pearls, to get us started today, I have a poem to share. It is called At 28, and it is by Amy Fleury. It seems I get by on more luck than sense. Not the kind brought on by knuckle to wood, breath on dice, or pennies found in the mud. I shimmy and slip by on pure full chance. At turns charmed and cursed, a girl knows romance. As coffee, red wine, and books, solitude. She counts as daylight virtue and muted evenings the inventory of absence. But this is no sorry spinster story. Just the way days string together a life. Sometimes I eat soup right out of the pan. Sometimes I don't care if I will marry. I dance in my kitchen on Friday nights, singing like only a lucky girl can. So today we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode of Just Two Pearls. You are only hearing my voice. Yes, it is me. It is Jamie. And Portia is off living her best life over there on the East Coast. For this episode, what I'd like to do is just to celebrate my friend Portia during the week of her 29th birthday. And so this episode will be part reflection, part adventure, and part just sharing about the lessons that we have learned together over the course of now seven and a half years of knowing each other. So Portia and I first met in August of 2012 on the campus of Yale Divinity School in New Haven, Connecticut. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you've probably heard this before. But if it's your first time listening to the show, Portia and I are both ordained ministers. We were trained at Yale Divinity School, and we both arrived freshly as 22-year-olds. We had come straight out of our undergraduate education. Portia, now Reverend Portia, was a recent graduate of the incredible Spelman College, which is a wonderful and illustrious college um, located in Atlanta, Georgia. It is a women's college, and specifically, it was always intended to serve young Black women and to prepare them for lives of service to each other and to the world around them. So Portia was a graduate of this illustrious institution, and she was just a really brilliant person, just a poet and intellectual, a thinker. But on top of all that she brought to the school in terms of her intellectual capacity, what Portia also brought was the spirit that's really beyond her years. She brought this wisdom and enthusiasm and confidence in just the power of God to make a way out of no way, which I think is something that's rare to see in people who are still in their early 20s. But Portia also just brought this zest and enthusiasm for life. You know, you're ne- you never know, and you know this if you listen to the podcast, what is going to come out of Portia's mouth. She is just truly one of a kind. And so I can say that first day that I met her, she just made a huge impression on me. And as another person who was a young Black woman who had just come right out of an undergraduate institution, 
and decided right away that Portia and I just needed to roll together. We needed to be friends because I felt like she was someone who could really understand the journey that we both mutually had been on up until that point, but also the journey that we were going to be embarking on up during the next three years as graduate students in the Master of Divinity program at Yale Divinity School. So during that first year, Portia and I, we took lots of classes together, as a lot of Master of Divinity students do. Um, but I would say that she was one of my primary intellectual partners during that year. She was one of my primary prayer partners during that year. And she was also just one of the primary people who I even laughed with and just shared life with during that year. And yes, we could say that it was just because, you know, we were right about the same age because we had come right out of undergrad. But I think it was also just because it was this woman who just had this magnetic spirit where just to know her was to love her. Um, and I say that very honestly because Portia is kind of a girl who always tells it like it is. But, you know, even when she says something that you might not necessarily want to hear, um, it is really hard not to love Portia. She's just um, just the most gracious and kind and lovable person that you could probably meet in your life. And so we spent a lot of time together during that first year. I remember, you know, just by way of sharing an adventure with Portia, which I think I've shared briefly on the show in the past, um, Portia invited me during spring break, so right around this time in 2013, to go see a, a filming of the Wendy Williams show with her. And y'all, you know, I had seen Wendy on TV. I didn't really know Wendy like that. She just seemed kind of just like messy to me. <laughs> But of course, an experience is an experience. And so we uh, got on a train and headed down to New York City and met up with Portia's incredible sister, Patrice. And we went to see a filming of the Wendy Williams show. We stood in the crowd and, you know, we did that woo woo that you're supposed to do on the Wendy Williams show. We wore our bright colors. Yes. Um, and we had ourselves a good time, even though I still am not completely sure I understand the Wendy phenomenon. Is she still on the air, y'all? I don't know. But I am just so grateful to Portia for the ways that she included me both in her personal life and in her experience growing as an intellectual, as a thinker, as a preacher, and just as a woman. But also Portia was one of the few people who I knew who was actually from the state of Connecticut. She had left to go to college, but now she was moving back because she was attending Yale Divinity School. And so she had family in the area. And one thing that I will always be grateful for, I think in your early 20s, you need to feel that sense of being grounded. So when you are away from your family, it can be really difficult. And Portia allowed me to get to know her family. I got to know her sister Patrice. I got to know her lovely parents. Um, some of us were even there for her grandmother's funeral. And it was just beautiful to be able to share those moments with another woman um, who was just the same age as I was and who I could relate to in so many ways. We've had such different journeys, but in so many ways, our journeys have been so parallel. And it was like God had intended for us to meet and to journey together at such a time as this. So Portia and I went through those years of divinity school together. Um, I was there when she was licensed as a minister and preached an incredible sermon. 
Um, you know, I saw her just grow in ministry at her home church. I saw her really wrestle with her call, which all of us were doing at the time. And so it was really wonderful to see this person who I think all of us recognize right off the bat was just so uniquely called for the work of pastoral ministry. And yet she was wrestling the same way that we were wrestling. And I think, you know, I really honor her for the ways in which she has struggled with her calling and been honest about her doubts and her frustrations and her fears. Uh, but as we all know, she is an incredible minister and she's truly called to do the work that she is doing. And so we we experienced that journey together and we got through Divinity School together and she got ordained the very same evening that we graduated from Divinity School. And it was just a beautiful experience to see her come full circle and be able to take that next step, yes, in her Christian journey, most importantly, but also this first important step in her professional journey of being Pastor Portia, the way that we all know her today. So anyway, I also want to share with you how we even came around to creating Just Two Pearls, which we launched in 2016, in the fall of 2016. So it's almost three years old now, believe it or not. And so, like I said, Portia and I had been on this really similar journey, um, but our journeys went in two different ways after Divinity School, you know, as I think is perfectly normal. But of course, we were still great friends from Divinity School. We were both living in Connecticut, you know, so we would still get together. And so um, Portia started working at her home church. She started serving part of a Lilly Foundation fellowship And she was really just taking leaps and bounds as a minister. And she was taking on these leadership capacity roles that all of us always knew that she was called for, but that, you know, I think she had some doubts about that she was just doing, you know, as all of us would ever have expected an incredible job. And I was working on my second master's degree at Yale Divinity School. And so, you know, we would still meet up. We would still see each other. And both of us were talking about just the, the, the joys, of course, of being young Black women at such a time as this, in which we see so many churches recognizing the unique gifts and callings that Black women have to make to the work of the, cho- of the church today. I think we really are leaning in to the Holy Spirit and we are seeing this new wave of empowered and called and just passionate um, Black women in ministry. We see us all over the country popping up doing this work, whether we're doing it in established churches, whether we're doing it in the academy, whether we're doing it on the street, whether we're doing it in church plants, whether we're just doing it one-on-one with our friends, Black women are finally being seen as being called to do this work, and we're doing it. And it is such a joy and a privilege and an honor to see so many of my sisters with titles of minister, title of reverend, um, just coming up in ministry and doing that good work. And so we talked a lot about the joys of ministry, the joys of having had even the gift and the privilege to be able to learn theologically in the ways that we had during our years at Yale Divinity School. We had gotten the kind of training Um, that no one should take for granted. You know, we knew all of these theological 
um, methodologies that we had not known before. We knew all of this biblical hermeneutics that we had not known before. We knew all of these different ways of preaching that we did not know before. Um, we knew all of these ways of doing pastoral care and speaking to people and empathetic listening that we did not know before. And it was a true gift and it was a true privilege and it was just a true blessing to be alive at that point in time when we were able to mentor and inspire the next generation of young black girls who we hope will feel empowered, whether it is to be voyeurs, whether it is to be educators, whether it is to be social workers or ministers, whatever helping profession that they were called to, we wanted them to feel inspired that this is a calling that is meant for them. We also knew that there were still challenges, that we still live in a world that is anti-Black woman in so many ways. And in so many ways, the church continues to be anti-Black woman. Um, a lot of places where that our sisters were going to work as lawyers were still anti-Black women. A lot of places where our sisters were working as social workers were anti-Black women. A lot of these schools and um, institutions of higher education were still anti-Black women. And so we needed to wrestle at the intersection where people recognize that we are called and that Black women have things to say that are valuable and that can make valuable contributions to the world, but also a place in which Black women's minds, bodies, intellect are at risk, right? And we needed to speak to the intersection of those challenges where there's this extreme possibility and hope where we also are staring into the face of impossibilities. And so in light of that conversation, that portion I have been having with each other and with some of our other sisters in ministry, and especially as I looked into Portia's eyes and saw her as another woman who was a creative, right? She was online, she was blogging, just getting the message out there in new and refreshing ways. And I was so inspired. And so my question for her is, do you want to launch a podcast? And I think both of us had some concerns about it, of course, because neither one of us knew very much about podcasting, even though we both listened to podcasts. Neither one of us knew exactly what it would look like to be able to take on a project like this. But we knew that at the very least, our sisters needed it. Even if no one else listened, we knew that it was an important space for us to be able to, as young Black women, who are called to serve, called to help, called to do the work of God in the world. We knew that it was a space that we had to create and that we had to be part of a solution, not part of continued just kind of harping on what we cannot change, but we needed to lean into the possibilities where we could affect change. And I was so grateful that in 2016, Portia agreed to be on this journey with me, and we have been on it, as I've stated, for almost a full three years now. I'm so grateful because this is a woman who is creative, a woman who is obviously intelligent, a woman who is called, a woman who is hilarious, you know, you don't know what she is going to say next. And it's just been fascinating to see the ways that even, you know, with both of us finally getting out of Connecticut, <laughs> which was a huge goal when we started the podcast, both of us said like next year, this time we cannot still both be in Connecticut. We got to get out of Connecticut. So that is part of kind of what we agreed to. So even part of this podcast has been kept keeping each other accountable. I don't know that we knew that um, she would move to Newark, New Jersey where she's gotten to lean into a new role as a youth pastor and what an incredible job that she's doing. I don't think we could have imagined that we would have been hosting the podcast 
bicoastally. Um, I just don't think that we could have imagined what God had in store for us, but we knew that what God had in store for us was for us to move, for us not to continue to be in the same place that we were, for us to make changes, right? For us to physically move ourselves out of the current circumstances in which we found ourselves. And so it's just been a beautiful experience, even recording for the past almost full two years um, across the country from each other. It has been just an incredible experience that I don't think that I could have imagined doing with anyone other than Portia, just because of the ways that she shows up. She has shown up for me while I've been out here as a prayer warrior, as a sister, as a friend, as a person who makes me laugh, as a person who, you know, takes my mind off of the books, a person who is able to remind me not to take things more seriously than they need to be taken. And that is so important. And so now we are here. And Portia is less than a year away from a new decade in her life. And you meet friends over the course of your 20s and you don't know how they are about to shape your life. And you never could know. But I've known Portia now for over seven years. And I think the people who are with us in our early 20s and are still rocking with us in our late 20s we have to celebrate them, we have to honor them, we have to cherish them because our 20s are a time of such intense change. They're a time when we learn so much. We think, a lot of times I think by the time like I met Portia, I had a certain sense of this is who I am, it'll never change. And y'all, so much has changed. So much from stuff that's small to stuff that's big has changed. And I am so grateful to Portia because she's been one of my friends who has been there, who has supported me, who's laughed with me, who's cried with me, who's given me hugs, um, who's prayed with me. And that is something that I do not take for granted. So Portia, I am so grateful to you for these seven plus years of friendship going on eight years. I am so grateful to you for the ways in which you have helped me to flourish and for the ways in which I know that you have helped so many people, both people who you know and people who you don't know, to flourish. I'm grateful for you for the opportunity to pursue this creative venture with you. And some days it's easy and some days it's challenging. Um, but every single time that we get to record together, it is a gift and it is a blessing for me. And I'm grateful for that. And as we look over the cliff into the next decade of your life, I just pray that this year, this 29th year of your life will be a time in which you continue to grow, that you continue to learn, that you continue just to receive every good thing that God has for you and that you just, you know, even if this year is a year that's about rest so that you can just feel strong and fortified and confident and powerful and just know how well you are loved as you go into the third decade of your life, which I know will come with its own challenges and with its own frustrations. But Portia, I know that it'll also come with 
a lot of joys and a lot of opportunities and with a lot of hope and with a lot of possibility because that's the kind of woman that you are, that you face challenges and you face them with a smile and you face them with a sense of confidence. And that's what helps you to continue to thrive. So Portia, I know that whatever comes next, that God is with you, that you will continue to serve God, that you will continue to serve others. But most of all, Portia, I hope that you will continue to love and serve yourself because we can't continue to do the work that we do if we have not taken care of ourselves. And so I hope that during this 29th year, as much as you continue to hustle on behalf of God and hustle on behalf of us, I hope that you will also just hustle on behalf of your own self-love, your self-care, on behalf of your own rejuvenation, on behalf of your own joy, because that's what you really deserve during this year. And of course, I cannot wait for next year and plan it nice and early, girl, because I cannot wait to celebrate your 30th birthday with you. So Pearls, this has been a slightly different episode than usual, but I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have not already, please reach out to my co-host, Reverend Portia D. Williams. She is at Portionality on Instagram and Twitter. Reach out to her, send her some love, thank her for all that she does, both on this podcast, but also just as a minister, as an incredible woman in the world. We are all so grateful for you, Portia, and happy birthday. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Two Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just two pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.